The changing landscape of the housing market in Las Vegas requires a real estate professional that understands how to get your offer accepted, willing to go above and beyond for service and accountability. Hi, my name is Dan French. I've been in the real estate and financing industry for over 13 years. Most real estate agents struggle with answering their phone. Please call me directly, 702-557-6176. I'm available for all your real estate needs. What's going on out there, Las Vegas? This is Dan French, the French Workbench Podcast on a Saturday. We're here drinking our coffee, getting ready. Brett's doing other things. Oh, here oh, he is. Oh, Duggar's back in the office here. Yes, sir. And uh, you guys know this is the most real behind-the-scenes information on financing real estate money talk happening here in Las Vegas. I'm your host. With my co-host, I'm Dan French. We also have Mr. Brett Jenny. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brett Jenny. Everybody, Dan, how you brewing? <laughs> how are you brewing, man? You know, I don't. I saw you just I'm disappear right. and you went out to the car. What were you doing out there? I was taking a moment of silence <laughs> for all the real estate professionals. You guys know Brett Jenny, man. He's uh, another real estate agent out here. He's from Simply Vegas. He's uh, out there in the trenches, just like myself. Anything new happening in your world? Uh, I was supposed to have a bunch of showings uh, for one of my investors. But they had to cancel the last minute because the husband has COVID. Oh, wow. Uh, so double shot wow. and boosted. Uh, wow. How does that happen? I don't right? know. <laughs> no, so they had to cancel. So now my weekend's kind of free. So. Dude, and we, we're going to talk about these people because uh, you got some people out here that are still buying and they have just a different mindset. We're going to kind of mm -hmm. shift a little bit. A lot of times we talk about the first time home buyer. That's what we deal with a lot, quite a bit, right? Or even just the primary mm -hmm. residence home buyer. Uh, sometimes you just buy a house or just put money into something because of the store of value, potentially what you see. So we're going to talk about that, right, Brett? Absolutely. Also, we have Mr. Doug, Doug or not. Good what's, morning. What's up, buddy? How oh, are you? Yeah, running behind the curve a little bit. No, nah, man, I, I got you. <laughs> right on time. I had some, yeah. I, you know, it's, I was going to put, I was going to put like a dummy right there. Just not a dummy oh, yeah. or something, but just like somebody like. You got hey, me. What do you need that for? <laughs> no, like put a hat on. Like you know, the just crash like, test dummies yeah. and the car commercials yeah. they used to have. Oh, yeah. like, Doug's over car here. Crash. We're going to get to him in a second, but it wasn't really like that, you know, but we we're going to try to like really kind of. Stand in. Stand in. Yeah. Okay. We needed to stand right. in. A blow up right. doll. Yeah. D Doug's Wait. probably. Oh. Doug's actually probably smarter than all of us. So <laughs> his wife is. <laughs> yeah. And we should get her on the show, man. She needs the host. We actually should have her on here, man. What do you think about having your wife on? Hell yeah. I don't know. I could ask her. Dude, have her come on, man. She'd be like, she you know, you, guys just, you just said that wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, you got to say this better. Or, and no, every, she's no? Not, she's not into correcting. No. No. Uh, she's, you know, she does what she does and then you do what you do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's What's cool, going on man. in your world? Yeah. Doug, well, that's why you're married. What's happening in your world, Doug? <laughs> Dude, isn't that weird? Like you get you get a love you, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's going on with you, man? Anything new? Um, no, I just I blew my carrier bearing last night in the truck. 
So what is that? That sucks. What, what is, is a carrier that? bearing? <laughs> what is that? That's like a left field, like, I blew my, my I thought he was going to say I blew my kneecap yeah. out or something. Nah, or nah. I got 60 <laughs> chest and that's <laughs> some bitch right there. We were up. Lots <laughs> of muscle. <laughs> That's the uh, that's the 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 lifeline to your um, your uh, drive shaft, basically. Oh, yeah, keep your truck, keeps your truck going. Yeah. So were you like swerving? No, 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 no. It it just it started. (laughs) You got you got swerve on. Hey, you were leaning. Right? Yeah, you were leaning. leaning. <laughs> ain't gonna catch dog riding dirty. Ain't catch him riding dirty. So, man, yeah. a lot's happening in Las Vegas. Yeah. You guys know, man. There was uh, we had somebody that hit the lottery, right? One point three billion dollars. One in, person, I heard. One person. You know what the odds Last were? Last night they did. Yeah, the yeah. odds was one in three hundred and something million. It was like a little over yeah. three hundred million. Man, I hope that guy or whoever that is that has that money. Spends that money wisely. Well, <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, it's like ninety percent of lottery winners uh, wish they would have never won it in the first place. When I, I it's was all just going to say that. Yeah, Dude. most of them lose it within about five years. You know, and then all the yeah, vultures coming in. Yeah, three point three hundred, or I'm sorry, uh, what is it? One point three billion dollars. I mean, I would. I don't even know what I would do with. You know, that. wasn't it? Was one point three billion? Yeah, it was yeah. one point one point three billion. billion. Think about giving up like three hundred million in taxes. <laughs> Hey, but who cares? Don't tell me, tell me I didn't pay my fair share. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what would you so guys? So that's what, only nine hundred million dollars, I guess. What yeah. would you guys do if you hit something like that? Because look, there was people that were out there set, standing in line at the at the yeah, at, you know, and they were so, standing for hours. Dude, and it, so, so, it's in so the heat. They're some, standing in the middle. Some people. It depends. I I I think it's it depends on where you come from when you win that money. Because if you if yeah. you like an entrepreneur or you got an entrepreneur in a mindset. I think it's going to set you up for the rest of your life. Well, you, you already take, are. Like, what's the point of even no thriving businesses? You're set for life. No, that doesn't. I'm I'm, I'm talking about the mindset. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but yeah, you know. because because there's a lot of people that go out there and they they buy their uh, they buy their Maseratis and Ferraris mm-hmm. and, and mansions, and then all of a sudden they're like, and they're paying taxes and they're going out and partying and having a good time, and you know, and and they don't really the fun never ends, you know party does it need to with a billion well keep yeah. the party going well i mean, I mean <laughs> i'm sure the irs will figure out how to take most of that well they'll take yeah. you know they're good what 30 35 at least oh, and then 40 even, if you're not okay uh, so yeah. take 40 percent off of that worst case and then also take into account that to me personally i just take the one lump sum yeah I mean, what the what's the point of, of getting that, it? yeah right? so i just get so, so. then the, you you get less of it because you take one lump sum right but still, at the end of the day, what I mean, you got to be have like you know half, the lump sum a, half a billion or something, right? Yeah. Well, you know what the lump sum was? I have no idea. But at the end of the day, you're still what four or five hundred million up? Maybe four hundred million <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know if I could. It's gonna be hard to try to make that budget within well, with, my lifetime. With the way but. inflation's going up, you need it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I would I would not know. I mean, I would. I'm sure I would be having a yacht. I mean, everybody's got these goals. Oh right? yeah, you got I dreams. Don't think I would, Hell yeah, yeah. You wouldn't do a yacht like you wouldn't just like, hey man, I'm just. I'm I mean, a- you know what? I might buy a yacht just to say I have a yacht, but I don't think I would. You're not a sailor. Really, I'm not really. Yeah, I'd be more like I'd buy like a mountainside. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd buy a golf course. Like I always golf with my buddy all the time. It's always crowded. I said, dude, we need to like oh, I'd, I'd get ultra rich so we I can buy our own golf course. I'd, I'd build a golf course. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be awesome? That, Have like a pebble beach, but just for you. And it costs you like a hundred, you know, like 20 million a year. Who cares? 
Like yeah. it's just your own well, course. You can yeah, open it up. Money. You can it oh, oh yeah. I mean you yeah, can do it. There's a lot you could do. That's yeah, what that's, I would do. See, that's the thing is, is you have to have an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur mindset. That's because I was and, like uh, golf. And I what? could. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's what that move would be all so about. So would you guys uh, go out and buy houses? Oh, I'd, I'd I buy, mean, li- listen, I was like, I don't know. I about mean, you that. know what? You know, I would any any kind of investing that I would probably, I would, I would say, yeah. I would invest because I know, like, I had a buddy in college who graduated and he took his Series Sevens test, became a stockbroker, yeah, and he handled Bill Gates's one of his accounts, okay, and the whole point of the account was to invest the money, and all the money made off that investment went right to his charities. Oh, okay. So to me, it's like I could probably make a lot more of an impact with a lot of charities Yeah. by investing the money and sticking that into the charity as well. Because, I mean, if you can hit, say, $100 million in charity, you can get $300 million to a charity is even better. And at that point, what's it matter if you got four or five million for your four or $500 million for yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Also, too, yeah. you guys uh, out here in Las Vegas, a lot of people out there were worried about the pandemic and it, would the uh, nightlife happen and, and would it recover? And uh, there's a lot of good positive things happening here with mm-hmm. the casinos, and you see yeah. a lot of the the, uh, the nightclubs. Did you see the there, Circa had a leak? Yeah, Circa had a I leak. I saw that in the news. <laughs> little yeah. little bit of a leak. A little bit of a leak. Yeah. What, was that part of the show though? You know what I mean? I, it could be. <laughs> it's Vegas. You just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like hey, Circa with some water. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you you know? Maybe they wanted a an atmosphere thing. I don't know. It could have been like waterfall, water feature. Yeah, kind of. Dude, I can say there. this. So the nightlife <clears throat> apparently has come back strong, and uh, there was a lot of people. Huge. Think, yeah, a lot of people thinking like, oh no, it's not going to happen. Look, people are spending money, you know. And yeah. I'm I'm going to just say this, you know. Right now, yes, there's inflation. There's some stores that have things that they can't sell. They have an excess of things. Obviously, necessity stuff, that's going to go off the shelves. But right. there's some things on the shelves that people that these stores have overstocked on. People are still spending money. You know, they're just being a little bit more cautious. A lot of people out there too think that we're from the eyeball test, we are in <laughs> a recession. Now the Fed came out and stated that we're not in a recession, right? They kind of say, "Nah, we're not really there yet." So I want to talk a little bit about what's happening with the Fed today, raising interest rates, the short-term bond. Also, what's happening with the housing inventory across the country. We're starting to see an increase in housing inventory. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what we see here in Las Vegas. So um, you could look at the housing prices and uh, looking at the housing prices, uh, the sale price, the national wide sales price in June was 11.2% increase. So mm-hmm. we're still higher, right? We're still seeing, you know, some signs that people are still buying homes. It's just not the alarming rate that we saw. What was interesting is San Francisco had a decrease in the median price sale by 0.5. And so it just shows you, hey, the average home in San Francisco is like $1.5 million. I know. I was like, yeah. Man, that's that, that, that's that, the start. That's like here is like four, seven, maybe so five. So imagine, um, imagine your starter price of one point five to walk outside and having homeless all around you. No, I know. <laughs> have to avoid stepping in the shit. Yes, please. Yes, please. Where do I sign up for that? <laughs> and then, and then you got Florida, dude. Florida's on fire. Florida's like twenty nine percent. Not missing a beat. So right. there's something going on down there in Florida. Somebody's right. drinking. It's warm. The, well, it's warm. I mean, but there's humid. Well, is it really pro business? You know, the the other thing I saw was um, the the uh, the Chinese are coming in and starting to invest heavy on the West Coast. Yes, and through the Midwest and into Florida. Yep, 
That's uh, that's the thing. That's at, the, at the end of the day, right that's that's where. So it depends. The housing market it depends on your situation. Is yeah. If you're an investor, you need somewhere to park your money. Yeah. And in a sense, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What in, the in, in a sense, in a sense, cash is trash. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Stick your money in the bank and and let it. Uh, lose purchase power every single year. You need, I mean, you have this money, you need to park it somewhere. So real estate's always a great, well, at least that's what they're doing right now is they're sticking it in real estate. Yeah. So even if the market does go down a little bit, which it may, and it probably will a little bit, it doesn't matter because after every downturn is, a, is an upturn. Right. So if you're gonna hold on to it for two or three years, you need somewhere to park your money. What other options do you have, I guess? You know, a few other options, but. Yeah. So the national, <clears throat> The national uh, home price, like I said, is 11.2. But then you look at home sales declined by 16% year over year. So you're seeing it was 20% May, 20% in April, right? And now for you what, get home sales? For home sales. June is now 16%. Um, so you're seeing the decline. You're seeing the softening of the market. And from the eyeball test, I think a lot of people are saying, well, Nobody is this, that's an American out there is going to go and say, well, we're going to do some data research. Like we do that because we're in the industry of mm -hmm. real estate lending, but nobody's going to do data research. They're just going to watch the, a brief clip of what the news says yeah, of course. or whatever it is. And then they're going to make their determination off of their own personal experience, not what the economy's doing. Right. So I think a lot of uh, Americans right now already felt we were in a recession, which by the way, it came out and stated that there was two uh, retraction of two quarters. Which is technically recession. now there's other data besides that, right? Sure. Is the health of the economy. Do you guys feel that even though we've increased and we were on fire, maybe part of this is because of the pandemic, the monetary policy that's going on and things that they're putting out. That's absolutely what it's from. Well, let me say this. Is it healthy or unhealthy? Because I could say I could have an argument that we're it's actually not an unhealthy market. So what, People think it's what, unhealthy. What question do you have or what scenario you're posing healthy or unhealthy as well, what in I'm relation saying to what? This What's the question? They're saying it's unhealthy to have a retraction for GDP, right? Gross domestic product. This is what they're saying out there as far <laughs> as uh, how the economists look at the, the markets. I'm saying, well... Maybe it's not so bad because you can't keep going up. And That's secondly, exactly. secondly, this is coming after a pandemic where people were pent up with money. Mm. They had, they didn't travel. They didn't do things. They're living things like, like they're living life now. Same with like what's going on where you look at the investors. You know, we have a war technically going on with Ukraine. We also had the Fed's fund rate raise another 75 basis points, which is the first time this happened back to back since the 80s when Magic Johnson was running with the Lakers, right? Where they did 75 and all of a sudden they did 75 again at the next meeting. So why is that important? It's because investors still, the, the following days, invested significantly into riskier assets into the stock market. So people are like, you know what? I'm, I'm numb to it a little bit, right? And markets seem like they come back. That whole trend, you know, trans, transition of, hey, once that, that happens, we're gonna you know, come away from putting our money in the bond market Investors don't care. Buyers out there that see this on a on a day, you know, like I said, the eyeball test, they're still spending. You guys see it in the markets? What do you see? You know, I I, I think uh, you know the Fed's main goal is to uh, keep unemployment low and keep the the inflation rate at two percent, right? One hundred percent. And so we're still our inflation rate is still really high. Um, I think you got a lot of people out there. I think you got a lot of turtles out there, man. 
Explain turtles. Like, is it Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I, I think you got a lot of people that have a shell that are protecting themselves, and I think they're not moving ahead as uh, as fast as I don't think they're moving forward as as fast as they're, they they want to go. I think you got a red light, green light type of thing, yellow light. Well, it's it's and it's, I think you yeah. got I think you got the economy in yellow light right now, waiting to see what happens with with the economy. I mean, because mm. it, it you're right. It people are spending money, and that's yeah. probably why the Fed said. Oh, it's not really an inflation. I mean, it's not really a recession, but it is technically a recession. But they don't seem like they're really doing anything to fix it. You know, I what think I mean? everyone has forgotten what normal is. Yeah, I think so. And because, I think that's and that right. That, that's, and that's, that, that's the, the thing. thing of the, is, the pandemic, right? Yeah. That's so the when, the, when the Fed says says it's a bad thing for it to have a retraction like that, well, like you said, things can't continuously go up. So, I mean, to have things come back down to earth and normalize, this is what our normal market should be like. So it's it's well, not that, you know, I mean- the I mean, what's the aftermath? That's the question. The question well, is- Well, we're like, gonna see. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't think it's aftermath. gonna be, I don't think the aftermath's gonna be nearly as draconian as everyone thinks it's gonna be, Right. you know? Um, I, I think that we're going back to a normal market. And I think that when they raise the interest rates, interest rates like they did it just shocked people and scared people and humans just automatically react to anything like that that's kind of abnormal or huge it's the same thing like any kind of policy that they want to enact they have to do in implementations slow stages because if you just go right that at people we can't handle it so now people are just kind of stepping back they're observing they're saying okay well we're not seeing things quite crashing but i'm still not sure of if it's going to go down a little bit how much so, but I, I think a lot of the kind of dramatic world coming to an end attitude is starting to soften a little bit. And, you know, it just needed to happen for us to kind of come back to a more normal market, what we're having right well, now. Well, I think a lot of people that I see that's on YouTube and all these things where you see the dramatic, <laughs> hey, right? I'm just saying. This, you, it gets subscribers that have a doomsday world. It gets people to click. It's click, it does. Bit, right? So I understand that. Now, if you're looking at the average person that doesn't go there for their media, they go to the news. I'm, and I'm not saying even the the ma mainstream media news. I'm just saying maybe they go on their phone and they see a clip, right, from some social media outlet, right, Facebook or mm -hmm. Instagram. That's a lot of people start to, you know, kind of, oh, this is what's going on. You know, and, you know, when people go on there, they just do like local news or whatever it is mm -hmm. on YouTube. They're not going to go and do all this research. So for this happening, I think this is having a huge impact on psychologically what people are doing when buying a house. Yet, I know you have people that are out looking for a house right now, and they're saying, Couple. every time that I've bought, even if this market's declining, yeah. even if we've had a situation, and this is not a biased thing. <clears throat> Some people think this way. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Talk about your, your client. Yeah, so one of my main investors, she's bought for me since 2010, 2011. And, you know, she's sold her house and one of her, some of her homes in 2014, 2015, way before it was like a huge seller's market. Does she, does she keep them? There yeah, you. she keeps them. She rents them out okay. and she holds on to them for anywhere between a minimum of four years to, I think she's held on to them in 10, 11 years. She has a couple still right now. Wow. But point being is like, she just sold a couple properties in Hawaii. So now she wants to take that money over I've got, here. I've got and, people that are doing 10, yeah, and, 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 and I, I, you know, I was having the talk with her the other day. I'm like, Hey, you know, you need some place to park your money. Kind of what I was just saying earlier. And she kind of stopped me in the middle and she's like, listen, you don't need to have this conversation with me, Brett. I get it. You know, <laughs> she's like, every time that I've bought homes, 
even if I sold it when it wasn't a seller's market, I've made money. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. And so that's what she does. And she has no problem moving forward, even with the interest rates being higher because she, you know, well, it's a little different with her because she can either do cash or a hell of a down payment. But well, regardless, that, yeah. she has no problem moving forward in this market. Even if home prices go down some, it doesn't matter to her because she's still going to be able to rent it out yeah. and she's going to hold on to it for a minimum four to five years. Yeah, property's king. Man. And she makes every single time that she's done that in the past 15 years, because she started doing it obviously before she met me, she's made money. Really yeah. good money. Yeah, and so here's yeah. where I'm at is uh, everything out there right now is saying, Go to your seller, tell them to sell now, because if you don't sell now, you're going to miss it all, right? You, you better sell your house immediately, fast, quick, you know, get into this as far as the selling part of it, listing somebody's home. And if you've waited, don't think you're going to get, you know, what you what you can expect, let's say in the previous, let's say even back to January. You're not going to get multiple so, offers or so less are you, price. When you're out there and you're talking to these sellers... Are, are, are you telling them, hey, you need to get this thing sold quickly? Because I think, including I am, I'm like, look, let's market this thing well. We're going to put you out on, you have to work. And I've been saying this now so for previous shows. The first thing I do is find out what their situation is. That's the very first thing. Okay. Because my advice on what you do in this scenario might not be conducive to what your scenario is. You know? So if you're something where, hey, you know what? Um, our son's going to be graduating college and getting married here um, by the middle of next summer. And we kind of want to get our things together and, and do what we need to to prepare for the house and put it on the market and sell. And they can take their time and they can go about it more of a pace that they want because they have the flexibility and the money to do so. Then I would say, hey, let's, you know, put it at top end of the market, see what we can do. You've got a couple months to wait. As long as you're willing to drop the price if need be, if it's not selling, you know? Other yeah. people who say, hey, listen, I gotta get the F out of Dodge. I've got this situation going on. They'll say, well, here's everything that's selling in the neighborhood. If we put it a little bit here, you're probably gonna get the most offers and it's probably gonna sell right away just because of you're selling a little bit cheaper. Because that way- Yeah, you can, I mean, you can, you it, can get it really Dodge, depends yeah. on what your scenario is. Yeah. So I want what's best for your scenario and everyone's scenario is different. So the very first thing I would do would be, you know, tell me about your house and tell me about your scenario. Right, exactly. And, what, and approach it from there. What do you see out there, Doug? I mean, you have anything uh, input on that? <clears throat> well, I think uh, I, I see uh, I see homes sitting that uh, like in our neighborhood. I, mm -hmm. I see them sitting quite a bit longer than really. We, yeah, they. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one's been sitting for about two months now. That, but I, you're in that I two keep, million dollar range, right? No, <laughs> yeah. no I mean, ultra yeah. luxury. Come on, baby. dude, he's more like ten. Yeah, <laughs> he's no. that ultra luxury. Yeah, right. We, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that one is probably in the six hundred thousand yeah. range, five to six hundred thousand range. Wow, really? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that, that was like the core of where you know six to eight hundred, mm -hmm. maybe eight fifty. Yeah, and, and uh, it's a single story. It's on the. It's on the. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that one's on the golf course or not. I think it's just up from the golf course, but. Um, I don't, I think they've got neighbors behind them, but, uh, in any case, I mean, they went in and redid it and, uh, it's just been sitting. I, wow. I've seen people actually on my way out, uh, a, a lot of mornings, uh, I'll, I'll see people, uh, going in and, and, uh, looking at it, but it's still got the, so here's what signs. happens when you uh, have one house that comes on the market every three months in a neighborhood like that, then everyone says, I've got to get on it right away. And I've got to buy it right away. No questions asked. We just got to get in the contract. When you start to see house after house in that neighborhood and you start to see more homes come on the market every single day, prices drop every single day, the mentality automatically switches to, I've got a little bit of time now. 
Yeah. I'm going to take a little bit of time now. I don't have to be at a rush. And they just automatically, mentality-wise, move to the, I've got time now to kind of, you know, observe a little bit and see what I want to do. And they're not nearly in the rush. And while they're making that decision, everyone's kind of switched to that mentality. How is it going to sit there longer? I I think you're right. And I think think, uh, people have overcome the fear of, uh, you know, missing out. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. I think because it's like, you know, what's next kind of thing, you know, and it's like the whole uh, everything. Every, everybody's on, on, on the caution light, you know. Yeah, and, I want to uh, I want to get into a couple of things here. So um, first off, let's get into a couple of the questions that I have here. And uh, first one says uh, Kismet stated that uh, Brett went out. He's a uh, get a CBD oil out in the car. Is that right, Brett? You went out to get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Also, I want to bring up you guys, if you guys out there have any questions about uh, anything going on in the market, please, we want you guys to uh, interject and get some, uh, be a part of the show, right? We want you to be a part of this camaraderie that we feel we've, uh, we've branded here at the uh, Brotherhood FWB. And uh, so let's go over here. Yeah, the FWB. Like not F U W B. I don't know about friends that, brother. Benefits. Friends with benefits. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So it says, uh, let's go over here. So Brett, uh, let's I see. Vera Star. By the way, Vera, what's up, buddy? One point two billion. Yeah, that's uh, crazy numbers. Also, what's all you need to do billion? is take it out and put oh. it in the stock market and live off of four percent. Hey, that's a good. That's a good analogy right yeah. there. You know. Um, you guys have any questions out there? Like I said, we're going to answer these questions. Uh, also, let's go over here. So running at altitude, what's going on running at altitude? Uh, we won uh, $10, what is it? Oh, $10 in Mega Millions lottery. Please respect our privacy. <laughs> As our family decides on how to move forward. <laughs> A pivotal moment in time. Hey, that was good. Time to get those bodyguards, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's, he's... He's setting up. He's retiring. Oh so God, what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. He also stated that uh, three thousand plus a month payment for a cookie cutter home is beyond ridiculous. You got any input on that, Brett? I agree. I mean, it's like, like here's the thing. It's not like I'm for home prices going up and people paying more money. I live here too. You know, I got. I live in a house here too. I mean, what goes up for everyone else goes up for me too. So, and if you think about it, it's actually really crazy. I mean, I started. 17 years ago in 2005, and I remember At selling a 500,000, and granted it was Wisconsin, you know, but boom, baby. I would sell a $500,000 house, <laughs> and I thought I was like the king of luxury. All right. Oh, you he know? was popping his collar. Yeah. I know. Brett, Brett was, it's, it's so, I mean, the, was the, the, the fact that that's the starting price in now, mm-hmm. 17 years later, that's like the starting base price. Is insane in itself. But my first house you know? is ninety eight. I mean, it's real, but it's just insane. And the house that I'm living in now, I I, I saw them being built. It was built in mm-hmm. like ninety five, ninety six. No, they're three hundred twenty five thousand dollars. You remember thinking, holy, like sort of a bitch. I gotta like make movies to live in there. I know. <laughs> Who can afford a three hundred thousand dollar house? Yeah. You know? And, it's just, uh, it's, and then all of a sudden, you know, times are what they are. And, and now we're so used to I'm it. Moving, I'm like, oh, you know? 550, you know, it's not even. Yeah. But that yeah. is high. It I is. mean, yeah, you, know what's, you know, what's weird, too, is like the, the mindset. And I, real quick, before I get on to this subject and topic I want to talk about, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, John Chapelo. He's uh, here on the show. So give him a shout out. Um, want to say this is that the mindset where people are at is it's not the it's not the fun part anymore like buying a house like well everybody was all about it right 
inflation. Everybody was all about entrenched in data and oh, information they, and they watching shows. shows like this. Yeah, they had, they had shows on on uh, Sunday mornings with the, all the home shows on Sunday morning. Man, you know? I tell you what, this town can't always be sunshine and hookers. <laughs> I thought that was blow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where do you go for that, Brett? Sunshine? <laughs> I just live here. <laughs> the audience wants to know, man. <laughs> He's like, never mind. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like running out to I'm a private person. <laughs> Me and running out to hang out. We're private people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so anyways, let's go back to talk about the Fed and, and what's happening with this market. So I feel that, okay, the, the questions I get a lot is from your opinion and also your experience, Dan, the ones that are in the market, there is still people buying. It's not everybody wants to buy and we get it. Where are rates going to go? Okay. And uh, there's mixed, there's mixed feelings about it. Economists think that, well, if we go into a recession, then we're going to stop, right? Well, technically, we've gone two quarters retraction. Okay, you can say technically we're there. But if they don't go into recession and we keep going down this road, then they're going to have to keep raising the Fed's fund rate. They're saying that some economists are saying that we can go to six, seven, maybe 8%. What are your guys' feelings on this? Do you feel like we've plateaued on interest rates? You remember what Jim Cramer you remember Jim? You know, that, yeah, I know and, Jim Kramer. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I know him, man. We used to hang out that son of a bitch back in the day. You remember no, remember what mean. he did before the economy crashed last time? Nope. He was saying. Like in 06, like 06 07, yeah, 08. Yeah, he kept telling. I remember him freaking out when the stocks were going. He was like, what is going on? Like he yeah, was freaking. Yeah, because he was telling everybody to get in, everybody to buy, everybody to buy. There's no, there's no problem. There's no problem. Huh. Do you remember that? No. That, but yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's like, yep. it's almost like, you know, you don't want the curtain pulled on you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's where the caution comes in. Well, <clears throat> I think that if you look at the rates and you <clears throat> think that the people, where people are at, uh, it's stabilization, right? So I think people need to stabilize m- mentally. I, I, what they're saying is this is, and this is my opinion, is since June, the bond has gone up, which has an inverse relationship to rates, which rates have come down. Mm -hmm. So that means that the 10 year treasury has come down. It was, it's down almost, I think it's down a full point now. I feel we stabilized. I feel that we're gonna see this same rate that five to five and a half, maybe closer to six, but I'm gonna say five and a half to five, probably heading into 2023, first quarter, and maybe, maybe longer. Again, this is more of like just looking at the information, seeing how things are flowing and what people are doing. And I feel that with the, with the Fed looking at the inflation <clears throat> numbers, like you said, with the unemployment, which is very high, they may, that's another thing people don't understand is they may have to raise the Fed's fund rate again if unemployment stays very, very low. Right. Because that's also an alarming thing. That means that businesses are yeah. still spending, employees. It has to be a balance, right? Or they have right. to have that. So you feel flow. you feel the rate's going to stabilize where it is right about here? Like 5.5, maybe plateaued. six, maybe six and a half on the high side. Yeah, I feel we plateaued. Uh, so, now, now, again, that doesn't mean it's going to change in, in three or four months. Yeah, that's I'm, just what you feel. That's so, where I'm seeing so it So you asked us what our opinion is. My opinion is I go to people who do it for a living, which is you, and I would ask you. So based with that, I would say here's a little tip for everyone too, which is since a lot more conducive for a buyer's market right now, write an offer, offer to have, asking the seller to pay some of your closing costs and more importantly, to buy down your rate. They're open to that. So now, now. you're at five and a half percent, but you have the seller buy down a, a point. Now you're at four and a half percent. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's there the thing. I, right. I wrote an offer 
on this. And then they countered and said, hey, you know what? We're not going to give you the full 3%, but maybe we'll give you half, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's all negotiations It's at all this negotiation. Point. Everything's you, 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 on the table. You have now. good negotiating uh, position right now than you have in a long time. So right. we went out to a builder. I did a builder walkthrough, right? And they have properties and, you know, Brett and I did them the same. Um, and it's over at Rainbow Crossing. So they have like three standing inventory. Yep. Uh, the Juliet, they had the Pierce went through it. Two Juliets and a Two Pierce. Juliets, right? Go through it and all the upgrade costs that you see, they had a slashing, right? One of them was $35,000 yeah. drop on flooring. Dude, one, one, of right? them, one of them was at 910. They've dropped it down to eight forty-five. Yeah, it has sixty-five thousand dollars in flooring. Yes, are they? And, it, and they're offering six percent buyer's closing costs. <laughs> yeah. wow. So they'll pay three. They'll pay all the buyer's closing costs, and then another three percent to like buy down your rate and do whatever the hell you want. Oh, wow. And just... they said that there are any reasonable offers they'll entertain. Okay. So I, I was up in Sky. <laughs> I was up in Sky Canyon yesterday, and um, I saw there was a. It was in a community that was uh, probably about a year and a half or two years old up mm-hmm. in there, and I and I saw on the uh, on the on the sale mm-hmm. sign, it said the lock in rate. It, it they're they're all locking in yeah. locking in a rate, moving quick, you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, well, uh, here's here's the so thing they, about that. So you okay to kind of counter that, which okay. is a great I, I, great input. Would you have something else to say about it? I, I don't I don't know what 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 the the uh, the whole aspect of that is but there looks to, to me like used to use yeah you have to use the builder's lender okay so they want you to lock in a rate which is probably low right now that's i guess that's my thinking based on what you just said or lower but they're they're having you lock in a rate and move in because the house quick. will be completed within 60 days it was already done no, these, these, were, these were already done there you go so here's what it comes down to is the margins are not there for builders now they overbuilt on just in this market, but they're not going to continue to overbuild. See, the problem is you nobody has an idea or crystal ball like, hey, this is when the market's really going to hit its peak and we're going to start to go yeah. down. It's you put out as much inventory and you go as fast in your margins and your profit margins and everything. And then once you get to that point, you halt everything. Just like lenders, mortgage mm-hmm. lenders and companies, they're laying off everybody, right? It's because they've overstaffed. Same right. thing with builders. They overbuilt at that period. Right. The problem is if you continue to hold on to those employees, if you can't afford it's it. It's not cost effective. It's not cost effective. Yeah. Or you continue to build. You hire them while you need them. And then when you don't, it's business. So. Exactly. So I know for a fact that there's companies out there selling that, hey, you know what? We'll lock mm-hmm. your rate in for 30, 60, 90, 120 days. And that way you're protected. Well, there's a good and bad to that, right? Now you lock in. What if the rates come down? Are they gonna Are they gonna do a float down and give you the better rate at that point? Right. I mean, that's these are the questions that you yeah. need to be asking because, yes, it might be a conducive to say, hey, I'm gonna go into a builder and I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna get the rate and I'm gonna get these closing costs, everything, because it's a 30 days out, right, or 60 days out. But what if you're that person out there that's in this market and you're six months out, eight months out? Right. What do you do at that point? Right. I mean, what do yeah. you What do you advise in that situation, or do you even advise? If you're six to eight months out, yeah. Like if you if you had a client come to you and say, "Hey, uh, should I lock?" Like cause they do real look. A client comes to a real estate agent for all facets. Yeah, I know of getting information. It's not just lending. Dude, they real ask estate. me lending questions all yeah, the time. It's CPA questions. <laughs> should I get an attorney? At should I do this? Questions, yeah, attorney questions. Appraisal said, questions. Talk to an attorney. I'm not an attorney. That's the first thing I say. So that's the thing, though, is that you get all these these people have. You're now an at you know advisor mm-hmm. for these people, right? And you emotionally have to go through this process with them. 
and they're in it like, hey, you know what? I locked in my rate. Should I lock in at six months? Should I put myself in that position where I'm under the gun, right? Where now I'm in that rate. How I can't long can they lock in for, Dan? Depends. Depends on what the investor wants to give you. Six months, 12 months. But okay. what if the rates come down and then they miss the boat, right? They miss, okay, wait, rates come down to four and a half so percent. How much, I it, in six. how much does it cost them to unlock it? Well, here's like they lock, they pay to have it locked in. Here's what typically happens and then if it with comes lenders, down, okay. just from experience. Tell me, tell me how it happens. So, you have to lock, and okay. if if it, if it comes down a certain margin, you pay a small fee, but mm -hmm. you can do a float down to a certain point. Okay, great. But if it doesn't do that, and let's say, what if it drops a full point, and then you were just advised to go lock, or they locked in for you? Now you have to let the markets dictate that. Where if you let it expire. Or if you back out and unlock your rate, now you're taking worse position. No lender's just going to say, hey, we're going to let you drop out. Like, what's the point? They're securing right. that money for yeah. you yeah. to sell to these government sanctions, yeah. right? So you have to understand what you're really getting into and what the costs are involved. But I think with builders, they've built so much and they just want to get rid of the inventory that they have that they're really just looking at, like, how do I get the most amount of profit, even if it's a small profit? Yes. To move this off my books, yeah, and let's move At on. At this point, I don't, I don't care about levels of greed. I just need to balance my books, basically, and that's what they're doing right now. I, that's and so that's, the, the, and that's, that's what a that's lot that's of where businesses you can negotiate. do. Yeah, I mean, even even on the employment side, absolutely. You know, they'll take a five dollar profit over a five dollar loss any day of yep. the week. Kind of like a bird in hands better than two in the bush, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. There you go. Back in so, Wisconsin, we used to. So going back to look, I feel I feel we plateaued, yeah. right? Oh, go. Wisconsin, did you say that? Say did it you, again. Did I didn't hear got, it. Just so you know, they had I'm an old saying back in Wisconsin. Just so you know, I'm from Wisconsin. Okay, so listen. So sorry, I, continue forward. Hold on, I I felt weird last week because I don't think you brought up Wisconsin, and I, I wanted to bring that up, <laughs> bro, for the first time. My but bad. I have to go My and reevaluate because I think Wisconsin won't happen again. Wisco baby, Wisco baby. No, you're a cheesehead. Cheesehead to You the need core. to come into with a cheesehead. Did you see Aaron Rodgers walk into practice? Yeah, he looked like Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Cage bro. <laughs> Did you see him? No, I didn't. Comes walking, he's got the white beater on. He's like, slick back hair. Oh, yeah. That's nice. our leader, man. Nice. Leader? <laughs> Is he a leader of Dude, men? he's full redneck. You can I... tell he's been there for 10 years. <laughs> From California. <laughs> That's what we do to California people, man. That's good. <laughs> so anyways, you guys have any other input on what's going on with rates? And like, where do you see this? I feel like I said we've plateaued. I know everybody wants to think, well, it's still going to keep going up. There's data. Let's be honest. How many people are really in the trenches looking at this data? I'm not saying there's not people out there. I think there's very savvy tech people out there that are doing and monitoring this stuff. Checking in on my it personal every week. opinion, I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's going to fluctuate much from here here on into no. November. No, you. I agree, hundred percent. All right, well, let's keep moving. I want to talk with Brett over here about what's happening in the markets and uh, give us some insight about what's happening with some of the data. I got this graph over here. Let's if do you the guys, graph. yeah, if you guys want to also, I want to show this to you really quick. If you guys are looking for a home, this is a great place to get started, right? This is a, uh, a website. This is my website, LV Home Professionals. You guys can jump on here. You can hit in here three bedrooms, two or two bedrooms. Let's just put three. Now, the thing is, is that you're going to see what I see uh, when we go through this market search. Let's go from 400000 all the way up to, uh, let's say, 700000 real quick. And then, Brett, I'll let you kind of jump in as you're getting set up yep, on this. Yep, yep, yep. So we found... 4,000 homes in Clark County. Let's do, let's go to Las Vegas. That's a little bit, that's a little bit high. Um, 
Let's see what we got here. So reduced, 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 reduced. Look Those at this. Those are rents, all, dude. Huh? Those no, no, rents. no. These are homes that are selling for oh, 700000 yeah, and it's three thousand dollar payment. There you go. But look at look at all these price reductions. I mean, you're looking at price reduction, price reduction, price reduction. Wow, we have a foreclosure, right? So you click on this information. Let's just click on this house right here, and you're Check gonna have to you're gonna have to register because something's gonna pop up here. I guarantee that. I but like that kitchen. Yeah, but look, you could get all this information coming on here, and, and people, you're gonna have to register for this. So look, I understand that you know you don't want to put your information we're not going to harass you i'm just going to call you six or seven times a day that's about it <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> no but anyways i want you guys to really take a look at this website so let's go over here uh this is lv home professionals this is a great place to get started uh let's go over and take a look at what's happening and you want to take this over brett i'll let you kind of take over well here, let me start with the basic you got something going on do that yeah all right so we now have 16.1 weeks supply Wow. On the market. That's, so we're now just over four months. Yeah. That's, that that so went what, quick. So four months ago, we were, what, less than a month? Yeah, I went quick. And now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're like, we need more homes to come on the market. <laughs> okay, here you go. Is Dude, this enough? You want more? Higher prices, <laughs> higher rates. You'll have what you want. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Last week, there were, so last week, there were 520 that received accepted offers. And there were there were 438 that actually sold. So active listings on the market right now are 7,040. The most expensive home, in case anyone wants to know, last week, the most expensive home last week sold was 5.4 million. Wow. The average weekly sales price was $541,397. Wow. $97? $97. So let's go over here. I want to bring this up real quick. So let's talk about... Okay, so sales price. So I'm looking at this right now, and uh, everybody knows I'm, I'm going to be squinting here in a second. <laughs> so <laughs> the average sales price on a home, let's do all properties, right? So all properties is 523. Single family residence, um, is that the average sales price? Let's take a look at this really quick. That's monthly, right? So I want to take a look at, let's take a look at uh, pending home sales, okay? So we have 2,131 days on the market, okay? So this is, is this accurate, Brett? This is what I want to ask you. Is this accurate? Because look at the average days on the market is actually 17. So you look at 17 days on the market Yeah, here. wait till July comes out. Well, I know. You said it's going yeah, up, it's, which it it's is. Gonna, it's going to be probably at least over 30 days, I would which, say. Which it is, right? Yeah. And then you also have to look at the month supply, which we're at 2.3 months. Look at that. Almost a straight line up, man. 76% increase. If that was a stock, I would love to own it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That is just insane, isn't it? So you got new listings coming Crazy, on the market. Dude. We have 5,000 new listings on the market. That's up 22%, right? And homes for sale. People, look at that. 54% increase in on homes for sale in June. in June. Isn't that insane? And that, if you want to go the whole enchilada, that's all and the so properties. That's, that's what, this is all the properties. This is what, February or March? Yeah, this right here is March. March. So since March, almost look at doubled. this. Yeah, it's almost doubled. 45% yeah. right here increase. Yeah. 9,000 homes that's on the market. That's what we needed, man. I mean, New that's listings. what we needed. New listings. Overall, this is all property types. This is not just one property mm -hmm. type. You have 6,703 homes on the market. Sales price? Okay, uh, let's take a look. That's I want to see single, single family residence is, let's look at the uh, median. 
I want to look at the median. So everybody says there's the median. Everybody talks about the median sales price. Well, if you go back a week, we're really at like 469. So we've seen a small decline. If you're going the last seven days, this number is not 480. This is like where they, this is always a little bit behind because yeah. you, you can really just go week to week. I mean, we're week. a full 30 days above the. In front yeah, of you us, can go week so. to week. But I mean, you're looking at this information and I mean, this is saying, look, if you're out there and you're looking to buy a home and you're trying to buy a condo, a townhome, and you're just in the market, you might've been pushed out of buying a single family residence home. And with this data, this might push you back into buying a single family residence. Save home. yourself the three hundred fifty dollars HOA. Well, the well I, I've been do, and I've been doing the condos now, and I've seen them come up. You know, like when I when I go to put the information into mm -hmm. my platform, it, they're coming up one hundred eighty five to 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 two hundred to two twenty, and, and before you couldn't find anything less than two fifty. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they they are coming down. I mean, they're not. You know, you're not up in Anthem or Seven Hills or whatever, mm -hmm. but there there's no. still condos that are yeah. available for like 185, and they're nice. I mean, it, they're not bad. Yeah, and the attraction is the people were not going to buy or couldn't buy, or the rates were too high. We've plateaued, I feel, on rates, and this is not a sales thing. This is data that I'm seeing. That doesn't mean it's going to change yeah. or couldn't change in, in the well, next 90 days, but it's pushing <laughs> those buyers back into buying single family residence home. You don't have to force to buy yeah. a townhome or condo. Right? Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and a kind of off topic, but on topic to kind of give people an idea of where the housing market was 10 plus years ago when it crashed. I was looking at a property. I was doing comps on it last night and the property was selling for like 165 bucks a square foot, which was average. For its neighborhood, it was on the east side, more right. north, stuff like that, right? Right. So on 165 a square foot, I was checking the history of it. It sold in 2011 for 33 bucks a square foot. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. 33 bucks a square 2011. foot. 2011. 2011, yeah. The, I mean, the house sold, it sold for like, I think it was like fifty-five or $60,000. Wow. I mean, it was absolutely insane. It was like, I remember $33 a square foot. So to give people kind of an idea, that's a crash. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I don't know if it's a crash. Let's not, let's, let's, I don't want to get misinterpreted here. That, I don't think that's a crash. I just think that the market what dictates. Is, then? Yeah, then the market dictates, just like you said and I said. Yeah, the market dictated a crash. The, the market <laughs> dictates what people are willing to buy for the home, right? Absolutely. And that's what happened. And that, that that's point. why I say is like, how much is something worth what someone's willing to pay? No well, more, no see, less. See, you know? that, that might have been, okay, that might have been something too because there were venture capitalists out there mm -hmm. that were coming in. Like all the homes that I was doing back in that time yeah. were owned by some hedge fund company yeah. or venture capitalists Remember capitalist they could come in whatever. and buy blocks they buy, And time? that's what they did. You could buy, buy 100, 100, 100 so, to 200 home blocks So I think time. what they were doing at that point, because I was doing a lot of homes that were like 50000 yeah. $60,000, mm -hmm. $70,000. And, uh, and I think what they did was they drove the prices down so they could get their, their hands into a, a blocks yeah. of uh from the banks and um I, I think that's part of where that thirty three dollars was the thirty three dollars yeah a square i mean foot. so just so, so people kind of but understand. i don't think the same thing the same i don't think the same scenario is going here because i just saw the other day oh, it's where not black, it's black, not it's completely if that's yeah, that was my whole point which yeah. is you want to know the contrast of what the deep really is the deep that was well well i mean and, and black uh, i guess blackrock is a big in uh, real estate investment company. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. they just 
posted losses of $1.7 trillion, right? Yeah, but there's still you still have people like billion or trillion. But, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, is the hedge fund companies aren't coming in to drive down the prices to get the because they're losing money on that kind of stuff. I think the hedge fund right? investors, I, they're I think selling there's their a part equity of it. and buying more. Here's the thing: they're storing their money. Period. Yeah. Okay. That when you're buying into assets like this, it's more of like, okay, we know that there's an unstable market. There's unstable positions mm-hmm. that you know where you can put your money in different. Look at crypto. We're gonna, you know, Brett yeah. brought up. That's it's very volatile. So yeah. what does a housing market do? Yes, it's going to come down. But for overall, people still need shelter. So I'm saying where and, else and are you going to park your money? That's that's the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not it's not such exactly. A, exactly. I'm, just, I'm just saying that they're not. I don't think the manipulation or the they're driving. The, it's not the, the big. Yeah. So I got yeah. a question here on this uh, that I want to bring up. So it says um, <clears throat> it says James Hughes says, what's the best time to buy a home? say any realtor um you can answer and i'll answer that after that my answer is whenever it works best when whenever you can whenever it works best for your situation if now's a good time to buy and it works for your situation and you're going to live in the house three to four or five years minimum then now would be a great time to buy if it's something where you're only going to be here for a little bit or you're unsure of what the future is going to be and you just feel a little bit nervous about it then just rent yeah, for me, I, I would say this. I would say that uh, you're going to have a lot of biased answers in some ways, right, as a real estate Absolutely. agent. Absolutely. Everybody has so, a so reason here, for here's their what opinion. I, here's what I say is like, just like when you say, I watch data or I'm out there looking at it, mentally you have to be ready. This mm-hmm. is a commitment. It's a marriage. It doesn't matter what, where you're at, what time. Is it the best time to buy a house? No, it's not. I mean, you still have higher rates than we used to have. Yeah. You still have homes that are still up double digits across the country as far as prices. Um, when would be a good time? It's like this. If you look at the market and you say, well, do I need a place to stay because there's a reason for me to be there? And then I'll look at and compare it to if I had to rent. Like if I'm single and I'm out there and I, I can rent a house or a room for $500, $700, okay, maybe I don't buy a house because I'm just not, it's not a necessity, right? It's not something mm-hmm. that I go all in on. Now, if you're somebody out there that's a, that has a family, and you you need the space, you need a place to harbor your family, right? Shelter. Then I'm going to compare what the rents are going for a house compared to what the price of a home is if I need a mortgage. And then I'm going to make a decision on, well, okay, it might not be the best time. It's not. But markets always come down and they come back up, right? Just like you said, your person mm-hmm. said that in any market, every time that you've had a house, doesn't <clears throat> matter if you paid what you paid for it, you've always sold it for a profit if you well, know what you're doing, right? Here's another perspective as well, which is, okay, if you don't buy, then you rent, right? And say you rent versus buy because you have a fear that the housing market's gonna come down some more. So let's say that, you know, your $2,000, let's say that your $3,000 mortgage payment, now with the value of your house, should realistically only be a $2,500 payment because your house value went down. Right. But you're still making $3,000 a month payments. If you're renting and say you're even renting at $2,000 a month, you're still giving up $2,000 more every month to someone else's mortgage exactly. than your own. And so even if home prices come down, that's still a, you're still gaining over renting, which is giving it all to somebody else. I'm saying Correct? When, when, the, when the housing market stays stable, then you, that's a, a more comfort zone factor for people mm. who are renting because you're not going to be booted out yeah. next year. I would say if you, have, if you have a situation where you're unsure of your future, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's right. I'll say if you, if you it depends on what your situation is, right? If you're young, uh, you don't know if you're going to be here long. You don't know exactly sure what your future is and you want to wait a little bit because you just feel that right now is not the time to buy. Then you're young. You have a plenty of time to do it. Or if you're older and you think you're going to be bailing out of town soon or you're unsure of what your job's going to be. It depends what your situation is. If you're in a position where you can Absolutely. buy and you want to buy, then I think you should buy because I think that long term you're going to come out on the winning end. Okay, so and, and I agree with that. I'm going to go back. What were you saying, Doug? Go ahead and just. Oh, I, just well, I was just saying, you know, when the, when the prices are stable or the prices of the homes go down, there if you're renting, there's a lot more comfort zone factor in there um, because the the. the owners aren't going to sell the house out from underneath you. And then you don't have to come yeah, up with I a scenario yeah. with moving once a year because you're trying to find something mm -hmm. that's, that's lower. So I think for renting, I think renters should be looking at the housing market just to see where it's at. If the prices are going to go up, then maybe it is a time to buy because you may be getting sold. The house may be getting sold out from underneath you in a year's time anyway. You know, I just think people too, they're, they're worried about the crash or worried about like, cause look, a lot of people just, that are watching the news or watch what's going on. Many people that are buying today went through or saw their family go through the crisis of 2002 and five. Yeah, I get it. That's always know? looming in the back of their mind. Like, right. well, would this happen again? Right. And if it happens again, can I be ready? Fool me once, and right? Yeah. And then should yeah. I pull my money back? Because I don't know. I think that was a one-off. That was like the like a recession that a real true recession. The one that they had was like seventy years. I think that was like the real one. It's it, like once every and, like eighty years yeah, or something like that. And the that. thing yeah. is, is it was a credit boom, right? We don't have that today, right. right? That was contributed by mortgages. So we don't have it. So I think looking at that, right. you have to have the confidence in the economy, right? And there's a lot of stuff out there that people don't need to probably watch because I think it puts a negative mindset, fear. Yeah. yeah, fear. Uh, but I, again, it's going to be case by case. I'm always willing to take a risk and pay myself forward. So let's get and move on from that question. Doug, I want to talk to you about what's going on here. And uh, so you're talking about weather, man. It's been raining like cats and dogs. <laughs> You've yeah. been getting right? wet out there, man? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. It's a little tricky on the roof you getting, sometimes. You, you, you getting flooded anywhere, waiting in traffic? How the uh, stoplights will fill up in three yeah, minutes? Actually, actually I, had to go, <laughs> I had to go to Pahrump uh, earlier this week, Monday or Tuesday. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Started raining at uh, like uh, Fort Apache, uh -huh. and it rained all the way over the hill. Then it rained into Pahrump. It followed me into Pahrump. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it rained all the way back. And then when I got back into uh, Vegas on the on the west side, because west side always has that tendency to flood, right? Yeah. And I uh, came back on the west side, and people are driving through their rivers, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's been uh, weather. It's been. Uh, been pretty it's, pretty, it's been different, uh, pretty, right? Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's as weird long as it doesn't do any destructive, no. you know. I mean, that's but it does. And in homes, the thing is, <clears throat> the thing is, is it is you got to kind of during this time that we like the monsoon quote monsoon season that we have, uh, you know, look for things around the house, you know, look for. Leaks in your windows, uh, yeah. leaks in the roofs, yeah. stains it's, in it's, your ceiling. The leaks are where know? the water's coming in. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Brett. Sorry, that's God. I need a. I Dude, need I'm about ready to start my own home. Uh, I, I need right. an home inspecting business. There's, there's water leaking on your head. Can right you now? tell that I did construction for six months? <laughs> yeah, for three months. So, in this so but you're saying summer. when you look at this, you're saying that uh, now the things that come out that you because look, this is a very dry area, right? Yeah, Las Vegas is like you're not going to see all these little. Um, 
you know, blips or, or problems that you have with a house right. until you get rain. Right. And I think yeah. it's been, what, four years since we had rain? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Something like Seems that. Seems like it. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good time. And then and then look at your you know look at the roofs, look at where your roof drains and stuff, yeah. and and see if water is actually coming off your roof. Because if that's not the case, then you've got some plugged up drains on your roof. You know, because your roof is actually designed to uh, to drain into the valleys on the roof. And if you've got like if it's coming up over the top of the tile, mm-hmm. uh, then it's probably you probably want to get your uh, the valley gutters uh, cleaned on the uh, on the roof. And um, the other thing is, too, is with the humidity that we have here, and I noticed this because I just noticed this in my place, is I got a couple windows that are, we call it sweating or condensating. On the inside? Wow. On the inside of the windows, right? So it's not necessarily a leak, but what it does is it builds up condensation between the window panes, and then it basically you've, uh, you've... lost your seal in the windows and then eventually So what causes that uh just losing the seal uh losing the seal in the window so you got to get it recocked no you got to replace it oh yeah i thought you were going to cock it or cock usually fixes everything yeah (laughs) duct tape and bailing wire right (laughs) but you got to get it resealed then right no you just have to replace it replace it completely replace it yeah because it's you're not gonna you're not gonna seal it because those window panes come as a unit it's uh, aside from all the technicals, it, it the the window pane comes as a unit. You put the window pane in, and then it should be sealed up from the factory. So you got to replace the window itself. The window itself. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do with that window if For it's the not broken? Condensation inside. Yeah. If there's condensation inside, replace the, the whole window. Yeah. Replace the whole window. What do you do with the Couldn't window you that you have? <laughs> you said it fixes everything. It fixes everything. Uh, what, what's that? He said co- cocking fixes everything. That's what she said. Cock, I fix, mean, cock fixes yeah? everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, what do you do with that window? Like, I mean, if you have a perfectly fine window, can you take it and refurbish it? I thought you would be able to fix it or something. You no, can't you, do that. You can, take, you can leave the frame there. You can leave the frame there and just replace the window. So you don't have to pull the whole window frame and everything yeah. else. So out. just you take just, out the glass, give it a timeout in the corner, and put it back in. Yeah, and usually, you know, it depends on what the size of the window is. It could be anywhere between one hundred and fifty dollars to six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Hmm. You know, it, but um, but it's it's one of those things where eventually that condensation will build up inside the window pane, and then you just got this white thing that you're yeah. looking at. Yeah, I've seen that in plenty yeah. of times. So, um, so it's the size and the caulking is really what it does, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brett. <laughs> uh, you tell me, Dan. You tell me, Mr. California. <laughs> <laughs> Brett over here is a uh, fudge packer. I mean, a cheese head. Cheese. <laughs> Bag. He's a Packers fan. So, I mean, uh, Dan's a peg leg. <laughs> right. So, anyways, yeah, let's so go back. Anyway, yeah. The um, the weather does. I mean, during this. During this time, you know, there's there's things you can be looking at around your house and, and make sure, you know, like, oh, the other thing is, <clears throat> is uh, a lot of times there's no, uh, there's no seal around the bottom of your garage door. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you got a puddle inside your garage door. And that's just a matter of replacing the, uh, the uh, weather seal on the bottom of the garage door. And then, so, uh, so how would somebody identify this? I mean, because look, if I have a house, I can identify it because just, you know, you got a storm coming through your window. <laughs> so it's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it. I got okay. There's an issue somewhere. Yeah. How do you check that? Do you go to, go around the house and check that prior to the the storm happening? Well, it's kind of hard. I would say, you know, you're gonna you, you, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I mean, yeah. it's gonna be you you, the storm. Yeah, if you're gonna if if you got water coming in the in the window, 
Guess what? Guess, try, guess what? You got a leak. Try, try to try to mitigate it as best as hey. possible. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, hey, you know, so funny is I don't want to bring this up because I know that Doug had. You know, we brought him up about like how these girls hit on him, but he could shows up at the door and he goes. Never fear, the cocking man is. Yeah, you, you, should, you, you, you should write porn scripts because he's pretty detailed about coming up with different scenarios with Doug and a handyman. Doug, and Doug porn. shows up with a hard hat. He's ready. He's like, the cocking man is here. Dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this this town is. Dan, are you from probably Van Nuys? <laughs> Van Nuys, baby. Oh, man, let's get off topic uh, here, man. We got a little bit right. over. We're going a little too much. Yeah, this, so anyways, this town is unlike most. Yeah, it is, right? I mean, oh, uh, let's yeah. not get into those details. Your wife's going to no. divorce you. You're going to not come back next week. You're going to be like, I, I don't have a feeling. I, mean, like, I don't want to lose it, you, man. Dan. I need you as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, anything else? Like, you, Let's talk a little bit real quick on how somebody can uh, get your services. Like, Where does somebody get started? Because I think that a lot of people don't really know what you do. Uh, they do, but I, yeah, I, I just, I primarily do home inspections. My background is, is uh, engineering. So I, I was in the uh, engineering field for years and then I started a home inspection business and um, I enjoy it. I, the, the thing is, is I enjoy, I enjoy going through a home and I still do after 22 years, just going in and, and kind of like, I got this analytical mind, right? I just kind of go through and mm. what if kind of thing. And, uh, and I enjoy going through the homes and, and seeing what, uh, it, uh, some of it is a forensic uh, type of evaluation yeah. on a home because yeah. everybody always asks. You're a house oh, detective. Yeah, you're a house detective, right. And so people ask, you know, where does that stain come from? I'm like, well, I don't know, you know. And so then I kind of look at it and as I go through around the house, you know, and sometimes I find it. Sometimes I find what where it came from. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. But um, uh, my background with uh, with the uh, with the engineering side, I think, lends a lot of credibility to the uh, like your foundations and the house, and then the uh, types of construction and how how things were constructed, and knowing how things were were put into place and built and all that stuff. I think lends a lot of uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, but they can get a hold of me at uh, I have a um, cell phone and I got a website at seven oh two. Thank God you do, man, because there's a lot yeah. of people eight zero six five two eight zero. They just throw it. They just like, hey, man, pass my information. It's like, oh yeah, what's your website? I don't know. What's Se the website? Seven oh two Doug's House of Love. <laughs> yeah, Doug, is that, that is that a secret website over there, Doug? No, no, it's it's www.lvhomeinspections.com. So, anyways, you guys are looking out there for a home inspector. Doug is top notch, and uh, you guys, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. This is going to end the show. Uh, again, LV Home Professionals, check us out. I want to say thank you guys all here for the comments. You guys have a great weekend. We have a lot of things. You got something going on, right? You're going to, are you going to go show homes after this? No, I was going to, but my buyer got COVID. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. <laughs> after, so After two shots and a booster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. We're not going to bring that up. Nice. That's a whole other show. But <laughs> if you guys have any questions, leave them in the comment section. Also in the comment section, I have a link to, if you guys are looking to uh, list your house and you guys want to get a price on that, um, if you guys are looking for open houses, if you're looking for reduced sales, also, move-in ready homes. All of this is in the comment section. Coming soon. Coming soon. All in the comment section. We've really allocated over a week-to-week -week basis of information that's out there. I understand, everybody, it's not the glamorous thing right now to buy a house. But I'll tell you what. It's still, if you need to buy a house, we're going to be your resource. I'm a go-to realtor here in Las Vegas. So is Brett, Jenny. Guys, thank you so much, Doug. You're for welcome. For being on the show. Coming Thanks, in here. Doogie. Also, Brett. Doogie. BJ. See you guys at the next one, which is on Tuesday.
I won't be on it. Don't watch it. <laughs> You're not going to grace the presence. Oh, I can't do 